Hello, Dave. Hello, Ollie. Hello. How are you doing? Hello, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very, very, very much. Welcome, listener, to your friendly little environment podcast, Sustainababble, all about why everyone that talks about the environment talks rubbish, and we know better. Isn't that right? It is. This is Sustainababble 41 into our 40s. It's exciting, and this week. We're the same age as Leonardo DiCaprio. And as rich. This week we are going to be talking about Wales. It's all about Wales. It's a Wales special with an H. Is that because the... Oh. So you can you can delete you can delete the music I know you've already put on underneath this of the Welsh national anthem and maybe just come Ronda and all of that. It's Wales with an H, the ones that look like big fat stinky dolphins, uh, and and I don't know, is dolph- are dolphins whales? Oh God, my ignorance is shining through already. Yes, uh, we are going to be talking about all sorts of different type of whale news, some of which has been rubbish some of which has been even more rubbish and some of which has been totally totally very rubbish and i get to make a joke <laughs> good always best to flag up your jokes and uh make sure everyone knows it's in no way spontaneous look forward to that listener uh yes well without further ado we should um we should probably crack on the usual disclaimers apply uh this is me and him moaning about whales it's not our employers moaning about whales so if you want to moan about our moaning about whales have a moan about our moaning about whales at us not to our employers okay jochen a lovely boy come on your mouth god's sake on we go It's been one week since you looked at me. Yeah, so sustainable of the week. And having said we're going to talk entirely about whales, now for something completely different. This is about Canada. Uh, and it is about, and specifically, it is about your man, all round super hunk, uh, not Mr. Harper. Bye. Bye, climate denial. Bye bye now. Bye now. Bye. Hello. Young, oh, he's good-looking, tousle-haired, ripped of torso, and tattooed, apparently, uh, Mr. Justin Trudeau. Trudeau, mm. he is tattooed. He's got a tattoo of the earth, uh, surrounded oh, by God, something else. But yes, it. No, I know, amazing, huh? <laughs> and he's very pretty. And when he came to power, having taken over from the got-rid-of-Harper, uh, he said, right, Sorry, world, about the whole climate change rubbishy being thing. Uh, we're going to fix that. And we, the Canadians, are back. And we're going to start doing the right thing about the environment, which is a good thing because Canada doesn't. <laughs> In general. Yeah. In general. Yeah, I'm sure there are some nice Canadians doing excellent things. But yeah, as a, you know, as a, as a nation state, if that's what, even what it is, what's a nation state? What does that mean? It means that, yes, Canada is a nation state, yes. Okay, good. I was just checking. Uh, The Uh, Vatican is a city state. That's your difference. Interesting. Mm. Ish. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they have not always been very good. And one of the reasons they're not being very good is that they have really, really, really gone after this whole tar sands business up in Alberta in particular is where the sort of global centre of tar sands um, extraction and, and production is. And I think that's where the whole Keystone pipeline was going to start and take stuff all the way um, down to the south. Is that right? right? Uh, it is. So explain to the uh, Babylese out there what tar sands is, just in case they don't know. Uh, well, Dave, uh, thank you for asking. Oil sands, tar sands, or more technically, bituminous sands, are a type of unconventional petroleum deposit. <laughs> Oil sands are either loose sands or partially consolidated oh. sandstone containing a naturally occurring mixture of sand, clay, oh. and water. Hello? Are you reading that from somewhere, or is that in your brain already? Oh, it's in my brain, Dave. Um, I'm just, I'm okay. just talking to you. On okay, could you Skype. get your brain to skip to what tar sands actually are in a way that well, I can uh, understand? I was halfway saying through what tar sands well, actually could you are. Just say the Mi- mixture bit? of sand, clay, and water saturated with a dense and extremely viscous form of petroleum technically referred to as bitumen or colloquially tar due to its similar appearance odor and color would you like me to go on no that's fine thank you yes so tar sands are very nasty very dirty ways of getting oil out of the ground and canada does a lot of it now one of the things that mr trudeau has said he is going to do and he said this last week is that unlike before if you want to build a pipeline to get your tar sands down to the ports where they can be shipped out like the keystone xl pipeline hose pipe which we talked about in episode 30 very big hose pipe um, what you now have to do and it's kind of amazing that you didn't have to do this already is you now have to consider the greenhouse gas effects of the thing that you're gonna build well <laughs> Frankly, I, I think he's he's gone a step too far here. It, let's see exactly what he said, though, because he didn't put it in the clearest possible way. And, um, well, here's Arabella saying what that lovely, lovely Justin um, actually said. The federal role is put into place by a process by which TransCanada and any other company could demonstrate that their projects are in the public interest and could have public support. So I don't really understand. So I, here's there's about four different ways you can look at this, right? Thing number one is it's babble, right? Where he's basically saying, I don't have the guts to shut down this thing that I think is bad, and so I'm going to say that companies can do it if they can prove it's in the public interest, um, pretending that it's green when it isn't, right? That's mm. thing number one. Thing number mm. two is he's just being a massive troll and being sarcastic. <laughs> and he's basically going, go on then, build your pipeline. You say it's in the public interest. We'll include the greenhouse gas emissions and we'll see if it's in the public interest. Oh, I bet I bet your pipeline's going to be really significant then. No one's going to mm. be able to tell that destroys the planet. I bet No, yeah. and I'm sure it'll carry huge public support. I mean, just build it and demonstrate that it does have massive public support and everything's fine. Yeah. Or he could be being very, very careful. And I've noticed this thing that he does. Now, I'm not a Canadian, as you can tell, through all sorts of reasons, like the fact that I can do this with my hand, right? Um, But if I was a Canadian, I would be looking at some of the stuff he says and going, I'm not entirely sure what you're saying about stuff here. So you found that thing he said about last week's wonderful anti-Inhoff, Leonardo DiCaprio, didn't you? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got right knocked off about this. Um, he was saying, basically, that, well, you know, um, you know, what's his face? Leo uh, was really giving it both barrels to the fossil fuel industry, saying um, we cannot be, um, what was it? We can't, can't be held to ransom by the oil and gas industry or something like that. He said this. We simply cannot afford to allow the corporate greed of the coal, oil and gas industries to determine the future of humanity. That is precisely what he said. Well done, Leo. Thanks for joining us again. Friend of the babble there, Leo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oscar nominated five times, four times. Uh, Anyway, he said that. And everyone like us went, yeah, brilliant. Well done, Leo. Apart from bloody Trudeau, who said, well, it's not not very constructive. Um, You know, I think you should sort of tone down. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll I'll stop the silly voice. And um, well, here's Arabella again to tell you what Mr. Trudeau said about our Leo. There are families suffering out of work who need to be supported. And inflammatory rhetoric doesn't necessarily help those families or help Canada. Doesn't necessarily help those families. Oh, come off it. So here is the thing, right? Okay, he's being a bit mealy-mouthed, right? But you've got... I do have some sympathy, and I know I wouldn't have sympathy if Donald Trump or Ted Cruz even, who's not exactly Captain Planet himself, had come out and said stuff like this. I know I would have seen some ill intent, right? But you do kind of have to look at it like this, right? And, And this plays out in a lot of places. There is, in Canada, a lot of people... Uh, who rely on the extraction of the tar sands or the refining of the oil or the pumping it through holes in hose pipes for jobs. And yeah. one of the reasons that people don't like the idea of not destroying vast tracts of the wilderness to get oil out is because they'll lose their job, right? And is he not just kind of saying um, what we want to do is not sound like we don't care about those people? Is that not what he's saying? I mean, he, yeah, he could have said it in a slightly less flim-flammy kind of way, right? And But isn't that what he's saying? Is that so bad? Yeah, we should be a bit more sensible about it. However, I just think it's a bit like patronising, isn't it? To go, oh, you've used some very inflammatory rhetoric there, Leo, and it's not very constructive. Like, well, he's sort of saying it how it is, isn't he? Oh... Hello. So you know how you were banging on about the mousy last week? Uh, well, I, I thought I was talking in quite a calm and considered and cheerful way. You were the one banging on, if I remember. You were, bang, you were banging on about the mousy. I saw a mousy. I was sitting on Leicester Square Tube Station late last night going home after watching The Hateful Eight, which is an experience I cannot recommend to anyone. Yeah, why um, did you do that? Everyone says it's dog shit. Anyway, I was sitting there and... On your tube stations, particularly your central London ones, late at night, you get lots of mousies. You must have seen some mousies. Yeah. Yeah. Scuttle yeah. around, scuttle around. Scuttle the around. same colour as all of the kind of brake dust and um, stuff, what they're crawling around in, but they're quite cute. Well, that's right. And this little grey, brown, fluffy mousie just basically sort of ran right up to me and went between my legs and went um, behind me and disappeared. And I thought, that's a mousy, and I watched it, and I realised that standing next to me were a couple of other people, and everyone was just kind of watching this mousy, and they were <laughs> looking at it with a look on their face that was a lot like, "That's a mousy," and they were just standing <laughs> Very there. Receptive. Yeah, well, they were just sort of standing there looking at it, and I thought, isn't it like everyone's looking at that mousy and going, 
mousy and they're thinking i like looking at that mousy that's a nice mousy and you don't normally see a mousy on the tube and no one's thinking "Ooh, that's horrible and no one's standing on a chair and going thomas thomas or anything like that right and everyone's all very very calm and that made me think about how nice it is when you see some nature in an unusual place and that got me thinking about the whales that is a seamless link dave (laughs) uh have one of these So you spent about 20 minutes there talking about a mouse you saw <laughs> when off your nosher uh, in Leicester Square Tube. Wasn't off my nosher. Don't well, drink anymore, as you know. Absolutely. Um, in order to get us on to the actual news, which is that, in case you've missed it, we've had some massive, massive whales uh, in, on the Lincolnshire coast. Skegness. Whales in Skegness. Uh, they very, very sadly beached, died and, well, in one case, blew up. Um, mm. bit odd, I didn't. I, I didn't know whales could blow up. But, um, but yeah, they they can. Yeah, I think they get all sort of gassy and decomposy. I suppose you know there's a lot of stuff there to go off, and once it starts going off and giving off gases, it that gases have got to go somewhere, haven't they? Yeah, um, you're, you're what five foot eleven are you? Something like that. Five uh, foot ten? No, five foot nine and three quarters. Mm, so just imagine you, <laughs> whale sized. And you get an idea how much gas we're talking about. (laughs) Well, quite, yeah. Just ask my girlfriend. Uh, Yeah, well, it's very, very sad, isn't it? Well, these, uh, I get, um, I get quite gooey about lots of animals, as you know. And if I see a a TV program about whales, that makes me the gooeyest of them all because there's just something absolutely magical and wonderful and awe-inspiring about these Mm. enormous giants of the sea that we still don't really understand, that travel thousands of miles, we don't really know how, that incongruously eat the smallest things in the ocean. And they're just beautiful and haunting and wonderful. And it makes me really, really sad when they then lop up on beaches nowhere near where they're supposed to be and die and, well, and then explode. Mm. Well, okay. So it is sad, I suppose. But uh, is it really? I mean, it's like an animal being alive in the water and then it becomes dead and it goes on the beach yeah that- well, yes but isn't there the suggestion that often uh these have have had that they've only come to these waters out of some very abnormal reason it's not like uh. I, i'm not entirely sure what's happened in these days and i'm not sure they know but sometimes they're chasing food um is mm. a theory although uh i think some, that's often discounted because like the food they're chasing isn't here. Sometimes they reckon uh, the so so with the London whale. Do you remember the London the whale of Westminster? That's ten years ago. Ten, ten years ago. Years ago believe it or not, that was incredible. That and that isn't that amazing. Like how much? And I know it's novel, but how much a bit of exciting nature can like bring the entire capital to a standstill? No like one does any work like yeah. <laughs> like the mousey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was apparently uh, they think that some testing of military like sonar equipment might have thrown that one off um which they sometimes do so the reason it makes me sad is i think often probably we've done something to screw up these whales which is why they're in these places they shouldn't be
and they don't know yet in Skegness where your whales washed up. One of them was Skegness, one and two of them were a bit further down the coast. They don't yet know why it was. And uh, one of the things they did discover, and this is very sad as well, is they cut open one of the whales and they found out that basically its stomach was empty, completely empty, apart from squid beaks. Turns out squids have got beaks, which is pretty extraordinary. I thought they were some sort of not a bird. But it turns out they are a bird and they've got beaks, which I didn't know. <laughs> very, very good at holding their breath. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the other, only other thing in there was loads of plastic, apparently. Well, fragments of plastic, which is pretty blinking depressing, even if the plastic had nothing to do with it. And then because their stomachs are empty, you know, that, that, so that's why all the gas builds up, apparently. Um, and that was the thing, the thing we didn't talk about last week, but there was that report that your lady, Ellen MacArthur... My it's lady, Ellen MacArthur. Your lady, Ellen MacArthur. Ah, my lady, um, okay. Your lady, you know what I mean, my lady. She's a dame ship, isn't she? So she's one of them. You've got to call her my lady. Um, and she did a report that came out a uh, week before last now saying that by 2050, it is estimated that by weight, there's going to be more plastic in the sea than there is fishies. What? Which is a lot of plastic. Oh, I know. God, Dave. No, you don't say things like that. So they, what would you do with three big dead whales? What they do with them? Uh, well, these ones, they took some diggers towards, shoved them onto a big kind of plasticky tarpaulin, hauled them away on some lorry thing, and believe it or not, they're going in the bin. They're going what? in landfill. Really? Yeah. Is that what? That's what you do with a whale. That's is apparently it? what you do. I didn't know that until I read this on uh, guess which newspaper? Uh, for the, the Telegraph, Financial Times, Times, Daily Mail, Sunday Sport. Sunday Sport is correct. Uh, yes, you should have got that first. It's, it's my my homepage every morning. Uh, yeah, no. Apparently, in everyone's favourite tabloid, The Guardian, uh, they said that these are off to um, to landfill. I suppose it makes sense. I don't know where else you'd put them. Incinerator, wood-burning stove. They'd keep you going for a winter or two, wouldn't they? And, um... <laughs> oh, mm. oh. How they, uh... Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, oh. is this your joke? Oh. Is this your joke? So... Has this whole section been leaning up to this joke? Oh. You got me, got me here entirely on false pretenses, haven't you? You didn't even want to talk about <laughs> whales. Oh, before you take a whale to the landfill, you have to find out how heavy it is, don't you? I guess, I guess, I guess you do. Yeah. Well, where do you take it to do that? All? I, I don't know, Dave. Where do you take it to find out how heavy it is? <laughs> you, you take it to a railway station. <laughs> I'm very, very tired of you. <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing that happened to the whales, apparently, I don't know why I'm laughing at this, before they took them away, was uh, some anti-nuclear campaigners graffitied all over them. Um, oh, which what? is a tiny bit disrespectful. a dead whale? Well, they did. They did graffiti a dead whale, leading uh, James Gilbert of East Lindsay District Council to say it is very unfortunate <laughs> and it is incredibly sad to graffiti such a beautiful animal. Um, right before, according to you, putting it into the bin. <laughs> 
So it's not. It's incredibly sad to put to have a dead whale on the beach. It's incredibly sad that that whale goes off to Sheffield, is it, and to be yeah, decomposed there's, there's over a period of, of several years. Yeah. I don't really think it's the end of the world if someone comes and puts a slogan on it. But hey, I suppose priorities. Hey, maybe. Hey, maybe they didn't really like the whales. Um, maybe that's why they were they were putting slogans on them. Maybe maybe they'd gone off the whales. <laughs> Yes, Inhofe time. Inhofe is a section of the show named after this American senator, Jim Inhofe, who is a shit. (laughs) He's not a a penis. I'm not allowed to call him that anymore. He's definitely not a douchebag, but he is a shit. And he's a a shit because he thinks climate change isn't real just because there's still some snow. Just, just so I know, are you still tweeting directly at him? Calling him these things? <laughs> Every now and then, yeah. Okay, I'm oh, just, just, just wondering. Just so, um, and we're still talking about whales. Now, look, what follows is not likely to be very funny, and I might get annoyed. Fortunately, my dad is asleep in the next door room, so my stroppiness will have to be at relatively low decibels. Um, we're going to talk about Japan. Hmm, famous for sumo wrestling, famous for. Sushi, famous for uh, well, extraordinary yeah. and exquisite ancient culture, famous for pagodas. I suppose lots of places are famous for pagodas, but also famous for whaling, aren't they, Dave? Yeah, they are. So um, here's what happened. So the, the, the topical angle on this, well, there's lots of topical angles on this, but last week, 26th of January, do you know who Anonymous are? I mean, obviously you don't, that's kind of the point, but do you know that sort of vaguely who Anonymous <laughs> yeah, vaguely are? vaguely who they're, they're a kind of a team of, I presume, spotty teenagers who happen to be exceptionally good at computers. Kind of, they're not they're not a group in the way that you or my, you or I might understand them to be a group. A, a network of hackers who who hack for good, don't they? They take down people they think are doing bad things. Yeah, I think they're blinking amazing, actually. Although the, the, the day they do a denial of service attack on the babble, I think it might be time to go home. Um, so on a, a few weeks ago, they did one of these attacks. It's called a denial of service, where you basically Distribute just like, a denial of service, isn't it? DDoS. Is it? Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, thank you for that. I did not know that. Um, what the <laughs> hell was I talking about? <laughs> DDoS, distributed denial of service, is when you just get loads and loads of computers to shove information at uh, a computer or a server and overload it, don't you? Isn't that the idea? Yes, a lot like what we do to our listeners, except one computer to another computer. And they did it at Nissan, who are a big Japanese car maker. Um, kind of slightly unfairly, I think, but Nissan are big and Japanese, and they took responsibility for doing it because they said, well, we're, you know, you're from a country that does whaling, and whaling is for shitbags. Um, so have that, right? And Nissan, quite mm. sensibly, in my opinion, said, uh, you know what? We'll just take our own computers down and sit this one out. Sorry, but we've got nothing to do with whaling, and, <laughs> and made it go away, which was quite nice. But then they did it again they had a go uh, just last week and they targeted tokyo airport um, and did an attack on that um, in protest at the fact that japan had arrested this guy called rick o'barry who was um, a guy that i'd heard of actually because he was in a documentary called the cove which mm. i don't know if you've seen i haven't seen that no not heard of uh, it it's not a cheery comedy it's not police academy it's about oh, i a docu- saw that over christmas that is oh so good so so good yes look 
Shut up and be serious for a minute. So The Cove is a documentary about this uh, horrendous, horrible dolphin slaughter that takes place kind of in semi-secret in a town in Japan where what they do is they that there's a cove that all these dolphins swim into and are herded into and they basically just murder them and mow them all down Ugh. and the sea turns red and it's this documentary about uh, sort of trying to film it and trying to work it out and anyway this bloke arrived in Japan this guy called Rico Barry who's like a big campaigner against it arrived in Japan and got put in clink and so annoyed were uh, anonymous that they did a big hacking attack on Japan right um, and I thought I thought you know let's talk about that that's interesting and then my god oh, I disappeared down a rabbit hole of, of anger and outrage and froth japan are total in-offs when it comes to whaling they really bloody are i mean why why do they kill whales what because because you're not really allowed to are you isn't there isn't there in their rules that say you're not allowed to just go and kill whales well yeah so where to begin with that? Right. Firstly, why do they kill whales? Right now, so I'm not Japanese, but um, my limited understanding, and I'm being as culturally careful as I dare to be whilst also being cross, right, <laughs> is that, you know how in Spain they do bullfighting? They did, a lot less of it these days. Yes. And it's, it's a thing that is like a tradition. Yes which we talked about with friend of the babble and all-round superhero Chris Packham. Hi, particularly. Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello, Chris, mate. Hope you're doing well. Um, back in episode 24, we talked about tradition and asked him loads of questions and basically said, is it all right to be horrible to animals in the name of tradition? And he said, no. <laughs> right? And pretty much where Japan starts and ends with whaling, um, and in fact, Chris did talk about this, if you remember, is that whaling is a thing that is kind of culturally ingrained in the memory of what it is to be Japan. They've got all these kind of, you know, uh, historical stories about whaling, and it's a very heroic thing to do. And they used to do it, you know, on little boats, killing one whale at a time with a big pointy stick and that sort of thing. And now Mm. what they do is they go out and try and kill loads of them. And people broadly support they eat whale meat over there quite a lot and people broadly support that and it's a thing that is just like you know people get very upset about it when you try and ban it and that's basically where they start from and i'm sure i've missed some stuff out sorry and everything but that's your basic picture but why then do they sort of make up all this stuff about other reasons why it's kind of okay because they bang on about how it's actually for research don't they they say well we're getting all these whales because we want to do loads of research into them. And then we've got all these dead whales on our hands. So, you know, we might as well sell them for meat. And there are some rules that say you can sort of do that, don't you? But why Why yeah. don't, I mean, perhaps you'll come on to that in a second. But why don't they, if it is actually about tradition and about their culture, why don't they just say to the rest of the world, sod you, you know, this is what we do. We, we kill whales, you know. You well, go and watch football for no particular reason. We kill whales for no particular reason. Well, I mean, they they basically kind of do. So there's this thing called the International Whaling Commission, right? Which is a, there's all the countries, there's a forum by which all the countries come together and they agree rules on when you're allowed to kill whales and when you're not. Um, And that has rules that, that says that you're allowed to hunt whales for science and it has to be for science. And then it's up to the government of the country to decide what happens 
to what's left, right? And obviously, you know, this, this is presumably the spirit of what they had in mind was science to find out what the populations are like or to find out what happens if you give uh, whales a nice little kiss on the nose, right? Um, in Japan, um, just to say if you want to come in at any point, by the way, in Japan, no, what they this do is... is um, I'm waiting for you to is, get really annoyed. I wish your dad hadn't gone to sleep. I'm building up to it, don't worry. Okay. You're going to get a very aggrieved Welshman hammering on the door in a minute, which is great because I can get him to do that bit of Welsh. <laughs> in Japan, there's pretty much one organisation that does all of the, quote, scientific research. It's subsidised by the government. Uh, it's privately owned, although it's not for profit. And then what it does is, with all the meat that is left from all the minky whales it hunts in the name of science, mm. it sells them uh, to the to a company that makes lots of money out of it. That company then kills the whales and chops them up into bits and the whales end up for sale in very swanky Tokyo whale meat markets. Yeah. Um, everybody gets to eat meat, science is advanced, and everyone goes home happy, except for the fact that, right, between the year 2005 and 2015, there were 3,600 minky whales killed. And do you know how many peer-reviewed scientific papers the Japanese Academy spat out? Yeah, well, this is the bit that made my jaw slightly drop when I read it. They've managed two. Two Two peer-reviewed papers. So they're so busy doing so much science in the name of sciencey, sciencey, science that they've come up with two measly little scientific papers. Yeah, well, this kind of got them in slightly hot water, didn't it? Because the... Uh, the International Court of Justice uh, in March 2014, which terrifyingly is nearly two years ago, that, and I quote, in light of the fact that JARPA 2, and I which think is, JARPA yeah, that's your research yeah. program, basically, yeah, yeah, has been going on since 2005 and has involved the killing of about 3,600 minky whales. The scientific output to date appears limited. Limited. <laughs> Japan shall revoke any existent authorization, permit, or license granted in relation to JARPA 2 and refrain from granting any further permits in pursuance to the program. So basically, come off it, JARPA 2. Come off it, Japan. You're taking the piss. That, and they are taking that is exactly. I, I cannot think. I cannot think of a thing. In the whole of everything we've ever talked about, in all 41 episodes of The Babble, when you look at it and you just go, you are taking the piss. Because what they did was they said, all right, uh, yeah, sorry about that. We'll change our scientific program so it's just for scientific research. So uh, the last full year of this program, they killed, I think, a 1,000 whales. Um, and they've Brilliant. just gone well out. Well, well, yeah, okay. But, but they said, all right, that was what they got told off for doing. They said, all right. And then uh, just before Christmas in 2015, so fairly fairly recently, and everyone wrote about this at the time, off they went again to do more scientific research. And this year they're killing a lot fewer. They're only going to kill 333 minky whales uh, in pursuit of scientific research uh, and you know, then sell the whale meat to a company that puts it into very expensive Tokyo whale meat markets. Apparently, um, a Japanese government audit in 2012 found that Japan spent funds intended for reconstruction after the 2011 earthquake and tsunami. Remember that? The massive, massive earthquake and tsunami. Um, Horrible that was. It was very, very bad. Uh, That's when that um, nuclear reactor went all tits up as well, wasn't it? Yeah, which was what was scrawled on the side of a dead whale in in England. God, it's almost like we planned this stuff. Um, Yeah, anyway, they spent money which was intended for the reconstruction after all that horribleness um, on other projects, including the whaling industry. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so provided to increase security for the whaling fleet in light of increasing attacks, they say, by Sea Shepherd Conservation Society. Do you know anything about Sea Shepherd? I know a lot about Sea Shepherd. Sea Shepherd are totally, totally amazing, absolute <laughs> oh, heroes. In my they life. are proper like superheroes, aren't they? Have it's you seen really- their boat? It's like a Batmobile. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. I they sunk it though, didn't they? It got yeah, sunk. it got yeah. it got snapped enough. It's like that James Bond movie, but James Bond movie where uh, yeah, one of the whaling boats um, just 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 snapped it in half, just kind of drove over it and it and it went. But I think they got a new one. Yeah, uh, which just to digress for a second, I just wanted to give. I know we both did give a big up to your uh, your Heathrow thirteen. Uh, talking about people who Massively, put themselves yeah. in the way. Yeah, uh, tell 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 the class what Heathrow thirteen did. Well, so they um, went Be on. very careful about the law. Oh, oh, I always am, sort of. Uh, yeah, so when was this? I think it was in uh, July last year, maybe? Um, anyway, at some point last year, uh, they got into Heathrow Airport, uh, went onto the runway and did some clever protesty stuff that meant that they were stuck there um, and all the planes had to stop. And they managed to stop uh, a good number of planes taken off on the grounds that Heathrow is trying to expand um, which was a terrible idea for the people who live near it for noise reasons and air pollution reasons and extra traffic reasons. But it is also a terrible, terrible idea for climate change, as is building new runways anywhere. Um, and so they very, very bravely, through a group um, called Plain Stupid, who have done a lot of this stuff before, they put themselves in the way and they um, they caused a lot of disruption. But they have now been hauled before a judge and been told that they are guilty of this horrible, nasty uh, um, thing called charge called aggravated trespass, which was basically invented to stop um, environmental protesters protesting. And more than that, it seems like they're now going to get... Um, well, they might get some prison time, which is very, very harsh. And particularly given that apparently for a lot of them, this is their first offence. So this is not like courts clamping down on repeat offenders. It's, um, it seems like they're being made an example of. So you asked a while ago, you said, how come they're allowed to get away with it? And basically, the other thing that happened last week was a whole bunch of scientists who were attached to this uh, International Whaling Commission, which is basically the the bunch of people that say, uh, don't go and kill whales for chopping up and putting into whale burgers, uh, do scientific research on them, and then it's up to you what you do with the meat, right? Completely farcical. And Japan basically goes, oh, right, yeah, sure, okay, uh, you're right, sorry. And then goes the next year and just goes, check this out. Uh, scientific research again look right Um, and these a whole bunch of scientists that are affiliated to it came out and said you know what this is kind of taking the piss and the international whaling commission uh, needs to do something about it and and there's people have been calling for reform i know quite a few sort of people have been working campaigning to you on on whaling for years and the international whaling commission is just a bit of a joke and it needs if you've got rules it needs to have much tougher rules that basically says what sort of things count as scientific research and that you know very strict controls on what happened to the meat afterwards and and probably need some sort of real legal weight behind it because it doesn't look like uh, they've managed to stop japan bunging off and killing all these whales have you got a national anthem no yes we have whales unite whales will fight whales will go on eating plankton whales we are nice Wales full of spies That's not the and we don't anthem. like being wanked on. I went to the west coast of America um, in, God, when was it? 2014, I think. Oh, what? How um, did you get there? Pogo stick. 
<laughs> I swam. All right, okay, good. On the back of a whale, playing a harp. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did, and I had, had, had an amazing, amazing time. And uh, I didn't actually see any whales. I did see some orcas, and that was lovely. Check out episode 39 for more recent orca news. Uh, but yes, back in America... Um, they have a long and proud history because the whales go up and down the West Coast, um, depending on the, on the season. And one of the things that I found most um, sort of impactful was looking at this wonderful, wonderful museum in an Indian reservation, which is talking all about this huge kind of event in, in the cultural life of people who live there of going out on these flimsy little boats, canoes, basically, on sort of week-long expeditions to try and spear your whale which you would then try and haul back without being killed um, and it would then be you know enormous success it would mean prosperity for the community it would feed you you would freeze it not freeze it you would preserve it uh, you would make all sorts of things out of it and it, you would have a deep sort of spiritual connection with it that I think is a very very different thing to what's going on now we, we have a globalised food industry we don't need to go out and kill whales there's plenty of other things to eat arguably we shouldn't necessarily be killing loads of animals to eat anyway and I know you'd have a few things to say about that yes. but come on you just there's just no justification for going out with effectively a kind of shotgun and just going, yeah, that one, that one, that one, that one, and we'll forget about that one because it's already sinking. So that is just about it for Sustainable 41. I don't know about you, Dave, but I have had a whale of a time. Oh, very good. Thank you, thank you. Um, yes, you'll notice that there has been no reasons to be cheerful nope. uh, because all the whales are dead or dying or in the crosshairs. So, um, yeah, send us some cheer if you feel like it. Thank you very, very much as ever to Dickie Moore and his band Bearcraft for all of the music at the beginning, the end and the intertwinkling. And thank you to my little niece, Arabella, who has read out this week's babble as usual, with a plum. I want to thank our friend Adam Bradbury, who we interviewed way back in episode 18 about music, and he did the song The Great Whale of Westminster, which we played earlier on, and you may have heard playing underneath our opening section. Very, very good. Do a search, Great Whale of Westminster, Diego Brown and the Good Fairy, and you'll find it. Thank you, Adam. Um, if you do want to get in touch and tell us um, that we're lovely or tell us anything else, um, then you can drop us a line at hello at sustainababble.com fish uh, or you can tweet us at the babble wagon or you can even find us on facebook just search facebook for sustainable right that's just about it thank you very much all um, i'll see you next week for sustainable 42 and i hope you don't get too upset and have a blubber bye bye hey oh you know those um <laughs> oh 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 it's hey oh what what? <laughs> oh, you know those uh, those guys you were talking about who went out and hunted a whale and then like had to eat a whole whale day after day after day. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you yeah. reckon they listened to Dame Vera Lynn when they were doing it? Whale meat again. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuinely good. I was just about to turn you off because I'd had enough, but you pulled it right back from the brink there. Everybody, well, <laughs> meet again.